Hello, I'm James. And I'm Liv. We are both solicitors specialising in criminal law at BP Collins Solicitors. And this is the Criminal Maze podcast. Welcome. The podcast aims to explain what happens step by step through the criminal justice system. So looking at the cases from the investigation stage through to if the person unfortunately ends up in prison at the end. Today we're going to be speaking about... Liv, you've prepared it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take the blame. Uh, (laughs) um, Today we're going to be talking about um, victims' rights and particularly uh, as a victim of crime, what rights and protections are currently available. So... Let's start there then. Great. What protects victims of crime under the present legislation? Okay, so at the moment, uh, the Code of Practice for Victims of Crime in England and Wales, which I'll call the Victims Code or the Code for Brevity, is a statutory code that sets out the minimum level of service that victims should receive from all branches of the criminal justice system. This includes, but is not limited to, the police, the Crown Prosecution Service or the CPS, the court service and the probation service. The code defines a victim of crime as a person who has suffered harm, including physical, mental or emotional harm or economic loss, which was directly caused by a criminal offence, or a close relative or a nominated family spokesperson of a person whose death was directly caused by a criminal offence. But today, for the sake of brevity again, we'll simply refer to them as the victim. And as a victim, what kind of rights do they have under the code? So there are 12 overarching rights under the code. (laughs) So there are 12 overarching rights. Um, The first is to be able to understand and to be understood. Yes, so victims have the right to be given information in a way that is easy to understand and to be provided with help to be understood, including, where necessary, access to interpretation and translation services. To have the details of the crime recorded without unjustified delay. Yep, so the second of these rights is that victims have the right to have the details of the crime recorded by the police as soon as possible after the incident. If the victim is required to provide a witness statement or be interviewed, they have the right to be provided with additional support to assist them through this process. To be provided with information when reporting a crime. So number three is victims have the right to receive written confirmation when reporting a crime, to be provided with information about the criminal justice process and to be told about programmes or services for victims. So this might include services where the victim can meet with the suspect or offender and that's under the restorative justice programme. Number four is to be referred to services that support victims and have services and support tailored to your needs. So the victims have the right to be referred to services that support victims, as James said. This includes the right to contact the support service providers directly and to have their needs assessed. So services and support can be tailored to meet the victim's needs. And if eligible, the victim has the right to be offered a referral to specialist support services and to be told about additional support available at court, um, for example, under the special measures facilities. And for people that don't know, special measures is where someone can say that their evidence will be of a better quality should they be able to present evidence from behind a screen or a video link and not come face to face with the accused. 
So, yeah, particularly important if the victim suffered trauma through the alleged offence. Number five, to be provided with information about compensation. Yeah, so again, where eligible, victims have the right to be told about how to claim compensation for any loss, damage or injury caused as a result of the crime. Number six, to be provided with information about the investigation and prosecution. This one means that victims have the right to be provided with updates on their case and to be told when important decisions are taken. Victims also have the right at certain stages of the justice process to ask for decisions to be reviewed by the relevant service provider. Seven, to make a victim personal statement. Right, so the victim personal statement, or VPS, uh, this tells the court how the crime has affected the victim and it's considered when sentencing the offender. It's the judge who passes sentence at the end of the trial, and in most cases, the judge will have discretion over the length of sentence. One of the elements the judge must take into consideration when making this decision is the effect that the offence has had on the victim of the crime, and because of that, their VPS, or victim's personal statement, will be reviewed carefully. And very often it's read in its entirety in court. Yeah. Eight, to be given information about the trial, the trial process, and their role as a witness. So if the victim's case does go to court, the victim has the right to be told the time, date and location of any hearing and the outcome of those hearings in a timely way. If the victim is required to give evidence, they have the right to be offered appropriate help before the trial and, where possible, if the court allows, to meet with the prosecutor before giving evidence. And that's what witness services are there for in court, to take victims to a separate room, explain to them about the court process. They're normally shown the courtroom before a trial or before giving evidence. And very often the prosecutor goes and speaks to the victims and any other witnesses before the trial starts. Number nine, to be given information about the outcome of the case and any appeals. Um, this one's pretty self-explanatory. Victims have the right to be told uh, the outcome of the case and if the defendant is convicted, the victim has the right to have the sentence explained. If the offender appeals against their conviction or sentence, the victim has the right to be told about the appeal and its outcome. And with an appeal, if a case is appealed from the magistrate's court to the Crown Court, it's almost like a second trial, so the victim would have to go and give evidence a second time and go through the process of being a witness again in a trial. Yeah. 10. To be paid expenses and have property returned. Again, this one is pretty straightforward. If the victims are uh, required to attend court and give evidence, they have the right to claim certain expenses. If any of the victim's property was taken as evidence, then they have the right to get it back as soon as possible. Number 11. To be given information about the offender following a conviction. So where eligible, the victim has the right to be automatically referred to the victim contact scheme, which will provide the victim with information about the offender and their progress in prison, and if or when they become eligible for consideration of parole or release. Where applicable, the victim also has the right to make a new VPS in which they can say how the crime continues to affect them. And finally, number 12 to make a complaint about your rights as a victim not being met. So if the victim believes that they've not received their rights, the victim has the right to make a complaint to the relevant service provider. 
If the victim remains unhappy, they can contact the Parliamentary and Health Service Ombudsman. So that wraps up the uh, 12 overarching rights um, that the Victims Code protects. Um, and James mentioned a couple of times there um, something which is, I think we're going to pick up on a little. The fact that when the victim arrives at court, they are cared for by the witness services. And should the defendant go for an appeal and the matter is returned to the Crown Court, the victim has to appear again as a witness. And one of the reasons behind the development of victims' rights is that in English law, criminal law, the victim doesn't have a particular party. You act as a witness within the trial, but you're not the party or the individual if you're the victim bringing the case in a criminal, in a criminal matter. It's usually the state. So um, having uh, statutory protection of victims' rights is in part related to the fact that they, they don't appear on the rap sheet, so to speak. I hope you find that episode of The Criminal Maze interesting, um, where we've touched on victims' rights and what protections they currently have. If you have any questions following this episode, please contact me on social media. I'm on Instagram under The Criminal Solicitor, and Liv is on Instagram under Litigation Liv. If you have any topics you'd like us to cover, please also message us. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please like and review on the platform that you've listened to it on so that other people will come across the Criminal Maze podcast and hopefully also find it interesting. Thank you.